Sonia Rita, and this is Running on Optimism, the podcast for amateur runners, or really anyone, drawing inspiration from something or someone in their lives. Today's episode features me and my husband, and we get to chat about our most recent live race, the Atlantic City Marathon and Half Marathon, our first live race since 2019. We both had ideas of what this race was going to look like going in, and um, what we got out of it was so much more than we anticipated. So check it out. So I'm excited to re-welcome my husband, Marco, to the show. Um, I don't know if you've listened to episode one. If you haven't, you obviously should, where Marco shared with us why he's running on optimism. And we're actually going to kind of chat together because we both just completed our very first live race since 2019. Yep, that's right. Can't Uh, believe it's been over two years now. Yeah, yeah, it, too long, and I really, really missed the energy of being at a live race. We actually just completed the Atlantic City Marathon season. I did it again, the Atlantic City Marathon series. Before we started chatting, I kept calling it the Atlantic City Marathon season. Kind of felt like a season, a season of my life, if you will. But anyway, um, we were just down at, in Atlantic City, New Jersey this past Sunday, I ran the half marathon and Marco ran the full marathon and this race was a long time coming. We were actually as a team for for Izzy's Infantry, my nonprofit uh, that raises funds for childhood cancer research. We as a team and a few of our friends were going to run the New Jersey full marathon back in April of 2020. Then, as we all know what happened with anything in the spring of 2020 and everything since then. Um, that one got postponed to October and then it was supposed to be in April of this year and then it was going to be this past weekend down in Long Branch, uh, New Jersey and that completely got canceled but we were able to transfer our bibs to Atlantic City and that's how we ended up where we ended up. So um, for me, I actually had a stress fracture back in May that I will talk a little bit more about. And so I had already transferred my Atlantic, um, my New Jersey marathon to a half marathon because I didn't feel like I was going to be able to do a marathon in that amount of time. Uh, but Marco stuck to his, his lofty goal. He had a big goal for the nice, flat, fast course of the New Jersey marathon and stuck with it for what can often be the windy course of the Atlantic City Marathon. Um, it definitely was windy. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about what your goals were and your training for for those goals. Sure. I, it was. It ended up being fortuitous, right, that it was transferred to the Atlantic, well, the Atlantic City Marathon was on the same weekend as the, the original New Jersey Marathon rescheduled date. So, um when they switched it over, at least it was on the same weekend. Uh, we were away when we found out. We were on a trip up north uh, in Maine um, for the right. week. And it, I had you know, I'd gone up there with the intention of training while we were up there. It was very hilly. Obviously, some of the trails up in Acadia were, were absolutely beautiful. But um, the original intent was to go in there and train, have some speed workouts even up there um because it was in the middle of my training cycle um in august but found out that it it was canceled and and they transferred it over to atlantic city um so that definitely took the wind out of my sails a little bit um the the original goal for this and i think i even alluded to it on uh, when we first uh, had our chat um um back in episode one if you will um i wanted to see if i could throw down a fast time and see if I could qualify for Boston. Um, uh, me at my age group now, that would mean running a sub 310, but to actually get to run it would mean I'd probably have to beat that standard by at least five minutes, if not more, um, yeah, considering that... last year's cutoff and the, the reduced size of the field in Boston. So um, it, it, there was obviously some lofty goals, to say the least. My previous marathon PR, because I've only run two uh, full marathons so far, um, well, live races, that is, two full marathons, 
um, was 336, uh, and that was the last time I ran New York in 2019. So um, to jump down uh, that kind of time was a significant reach, but uh, but that was the main goal. Um, heading into it, training was was strong. Uh, I mean, I know that obviously when we we had signed up for not only th this race originally this was always going to be my goal was to try to try to hit boston and then i had aligned our additional race that we put on the calendar which is we're running new york in november um so it, it kind of coincided training cycles it was it made sense to run some long rate uh some long runs with you and that's what we've done this training cycle and it, it's been it's been amazing because I think we talked about it on the first episode as well, how much we enjoyed running together on that build up to yeah. your marathon last around this time last year. So, um, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah. So it, it was, it was good timing. Uh, I had put in the effort from, from a long run standpoint, we were doing some long runs for you. And, and I know that. This... I mean, yeah. It's a little, uh, it's a little bit of a spoiler alert, um, that, uh, yeah, we're going to, Oh man, I, I got to knock on wood if you hear what that is. That's me knocking on wood. We're doing um, New York City on November 7th. Spoiler alert. But more on that because that's, uh, that's like the big, that's the big one for me. Yeah. But um, yeah, we've been doing, we've been doing some long runs together. And after my stress fracture, um, I've had to kind of do less running and, or, throw down some walking in between I've learned we've kind of nailed down with your help what my intervals look like yeah well intervals in general I think seem to be the way to, to do this for you I, it's been um, one of the stronger training cycles that I've seen you kind of go through yeah. from an injury standpoint these these long runs and now we're, we're fully in the midst of our taper um, so I can tell or uh, or she's definitely in the midst of her taper <laughs> I don't know if what, <laughs> what I did on Sunday qualifies as a taper uh, <laughs> But um, because of that, we're, we're starting to lower the mileage. Uh, she's already hit her peak mileage weeks and her peak mileage runs. So now it's, it's to the point where um, you know, she's already banked a lot of miles. It was the longest run that she's run so far. It was 19, yeah. two weekends ago. And it was, uh, it was we finished strong. I, I thought that, that was, it was a good way to, to tee us up and... Knowing your your injury history, wanted to make sure that you, you got to the starting line healthy, and it makes more sense to do it this way. And and know that after if we've got 19 in us in training, that we can push the extra seven on race day, especially with with the crowds that are that yeah. are in New York City. Even um, if I yell at you, yeah, I'm sure that that's the case. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's because I, I have already. <laughs> When you, when you start talking like in the middle and I'm having like a difficult mile, I'm like, not now. Shh, shh, I need silence. But, but you're very patient with me. I don't take it personally. Um, <laughs> but, to, but okay, so we'll go, we'll get back to that. What were your goals for Atlantic City? I mean, obviously I know them, but I want you to share. Sure. So I, so obviously I went into this race with the main goal was to, to, to BQ if I could um hit that 310 standard but understanding where i was in my fitness understanding how much of a reach that was i wanted to set myself up for a pretty a, a good training cycle obviously put in the work but also know that it was going to be a very difficult to ask of my body to do what what i was going to ask it to do and not having done that before and being a full pretty much half hour off that standard from my previous PR, I knew that it, it might not be as achievable, but I wanted to throw it down as an A goal to see if I couldn't do a sub three marathon. Um, I put a, I, I got a lot of these goals. I set myself <laughs> up with a B goal of doing a 305, which means I would still probably, well, I'd definitely qualify for Boston and still probably uh, effectively run, uh, be able to run in that field size uh, with the shorter field size, smaller field size in 2022. Um, and then the seagull was just to qualify, hit that qualifying standard of 310 if I could. And then I threw a, th a deagle out there, which was to PR my marathon. And knowing my fitness, knowing where I was, 
I was really confident in the fact that I was going to be able to PR my marathon time. And, yeah. and threw that in as a deagle, knowing that um, it was achievable. It was something that I, I, could, I could do. Um, and I'm really glad that I did because throughout this entire run on Sunday, regardless of how hard it got, I knew that that was, that was possible. So, um, I, I tell you, it was, it, it was so to date the best marathon I've ever run, um, uh, from a field standpoint, I went out there and, and threw down some fast times. My initial, my initial timing strategy on this was to run a seven Anywhere from seven to seven ten miles for the first ten miles. I was trying to break the race up into ten, ten, ten. So the first ten miles, the second ten miles, and then the last ten k. Um, for the so for the first ten miles, the goal was to try to throw down times between uh, that seven and and seven ten. And um, of course, true to form, I, I went out hot. So <laughs> I, I I was averaging anywhere from six fifty in the six fifty fives to to seven seven oh sevens. I think the slowest mile in the first ten miles was a seven oh six, which was my first mile. Uh, yeah, just that was just I was, getting out of yeah, the, that corral. Cause, out of the corral, yeah. Yeah, because the way the way it is, it's super interesting. Because um, I, I I obviously I didn't run New York City, but when you did run New York City, it was like. You leave at 5 a.m. and you're not actually running for many hours later. Or even uh, the New Jersey, when we did the New Jersey half back in 2019, yep. we were there super early and there was so much time. Whereas this one, maybe because we stayed down in Atlantic City, I don't know. But it was basically like get up, get dressed, have breakfast, do what you got to do, make sure you empty. Um, and, uh, and then just like head over it so the race started at eight and we were still yeah. saying bye to isabel we were still saying bye to izzy and giving her kisses uh she when she stayed with your parents on the boardwalk what was it like 740 745 that was close to like 750 we i mean we were right there at the the start of the race yeah um so it, that was what was convenient about it too i mean the spectators were allowed right up into the, it it was 2500 total runners that were running that day give or take definitely, a few definitely bigger than when you did it in 2018 yeah. and i think so i found out later um when i was sitting waiting for marco after i finished my race um I, was, I made friends with someone who actually also did a half, whose husband also was looking to BQ. Um, they were from Washington, from the Washington, D.C. area, and his D.C. marathon was canceled and transferred to Atlantic City as well. So there was a lot more runners at this one, and it made for a really, really nice race. It was. There was the, so the starting corrals to that point were, were packed. Yeah. Um, so... I got I got there a little late because I had to do one last bathroom break right before the start. So I ran into the casino. I think it was Caesars, um, <laughs> and then um, uh, used the restroom and then came right back. Uh, weaved my way up as far as I could into the corral, um, but I was still a ways back. And, and I saw from from the time from an elapsed time standpoint, I was still a minute from where the gun went off till the time I crossed the finish line. I was over a minute. So. Um, but yeah, I, I ran that first first mile was seven oh six, and the rest of the first ten miles, and that was like I said, the slowest mile that I had in the first ten miles. Um, but I was I was in, uh, solidly in the six fifties, um, which was slightly faster than my pacing strategy. Um, but I thought that it, I felt great. Um, I I really enjoyed it. I was. Wearing the shoes that you guys got me for for my birthday, uh, which is a pair of uh, Nike Alpha Flies Next Percents, um, which which I absolutely love. Those things felt like trampolines on my feet, <laughs> um, and I uh, I felt great. I I was confident. I hit the ten mile mark, and I still felt really strong. wasn't winded, so I I, I really was trusting my fitness. Um, Started the, 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 the second 10 with the idea of just holding on, but but realized because at that point we were back on the boards and running mostly on the boards there, um, that I, um, I, I mean, I felt great, but my times were, were tiring. It was harder to maintain a solid pace. I had individuals that I was pacing with or keeping up with that were right around the time group that I, I felt comfortable in. And then right as that the field kind of thinned out because the half marathon had a 
had a, a, a sharp U-turn there. That was I, at mile 11. Yeah, around exact, mile 11. Exactly mile 11 was that a turnaround. I lost a, the, the group of runners that I was with. The majority of them had dropped out or slowed up significantly right around that point. Meaning they dropped out, meaning they just turned around to finish the half marathon while I had to keep going. So when I got to that point, I didn't really have a group of runners that were maintaining my pace that I felt comfortable with. It wasn't until I found a nice group or, or got myself in a nice grouping um, around mile 12 or 13 that I started maintaining some good seven minute mile pace um, uh, miles. So I had like four or five miles there where I was pacing with a nice group that were keeping a good uh, a good pace and rhythm. So I felt strong even when I was in that. Um, and then once I, I hit mile 19 and, and even into 20, um, I could, I started feeling the cement blocks that were my legs. I thought nutrition standpoint, I, I was strong. I, I was you fueling with, um, with you can, uh, gels, which we tried out this, this marathon cycle and they've worked better than anything I've ever had from my, my stomach standpoint. Um, didn't yeah, have any GI got, issues, yeah, which is typical for me. I, yeah. I end up having some GI issues while I'm out there if I'm not fueling properly and, and I, I wasn't feeling it. Um, so I, I felt strong from that standpoint. And, and to, to say that through mile 20, I was still averaging 702 pace per mile. Uh, I was in a really good spot because if you extrapolate that out, that's still a 302, 303 pace on, um, from around 303, 304 pace, I'm sorry, for the mile, for the marathon. So I was still very much on track for that, even though I had slowed up in that second 10 miles. But once I got to mile 1920 there, um, I think my hydration strategy was off um, that I, I started feeling like the cement blocks that were my legs. And I, I, I felt like I had more to give from an endurance standpoint, which is a really weird feeling. Like I wanted to pick it up and I tried to, because I, I felt my pace falling, <laughs> but I couldn't do anything so to make my legs move faster. It was just, it was difficult. Um, and, but I was, and, and I was using my heart rate as a monitor for it, and my heart rate was dropping. So I knew I, I, I regardless of what I did, I couldn't give the the energy that I needed. I didn't have my legs didn't have the energy that they needed to continue on that pace, um, to keep me at that at that level. So I slowed nonetheless um, and uh, finished off the race um, with, um, I, even though my pace had slowed the last couple miles um into the eights a little bit um i still finished the race at 311.53 so i was incredibly proud Wait, that hold on slow down because you just kind of like oh i buried the lead there you you, you buried the lead there you just kind of like we're like yeah i finished at 311.53 <laughs> Oh, well, you know, no, 3.11.53, holy crap. Yeah. And it's your only, your third marathon, right? Yes. Your last, and granted, I will say from, from seeing you at New York City, I could tell that you had more to give. Like, you were enjoying that one mm -hmm. back in uh, 2019. Yeah. So you definitely, even that one, you might have had a better time, maybe 3.30, maybe. Mm -hmm. But, um, but holy crap, especially... I think the biggest thing here is that we both did have the wind taken out of our sails a little bit yep. when the race got switched. And I know for a little bit there, because you remember Atlantic City, you did it in 2018, and that day happened to be really, really cold yep. and really, really, really windy. Um, so I know from being your wife mm -hmm. that it just kind of deflated you a bit, just thinking about, and it was also, you said it was, not as interesting yeah you know it was hard to kind of keep your head in that one yes um so three eleven fifty three. yeah i i mean the, the wind was still definitely a factor in this one too um but i i think my it was obvious that my fitness was much better i felt really good going into it i felt really strong even while i was running it i had a nice i, I just i felt great in the middle of it um and even toward the end and that's why I'm when I finished this race and I I had mentioned all my goals going into it or what I expected could potentially happen. 
still incredibly proud that I, I had beaten my, my previous PR by as much as I did as a 25 minute PR, which is phenomenal. Yeah. And then the fact that I know that with some tweaking that I can improve significantly and get yourself to Boston. It's, it's a good feeling. Yeah. Um, but knowing that it's also a little bittersweet because there's no way that I can run a marathon tomorrow and get that. No, <laughs> like I, no, it's I, ha- gonna have, to I have to have a build and there's, there's more fitness that I could definitely attain here. I think that going into this marathon training block that I didn't take the speed work as seriously as I could have. No, definitely not. You I, dreaded the speed yeah, work. I Every did. day you dreaded it. I did. And, but now understanding what, like, the, the real benefit to mm-hmm. it, I've always hated the speed work. I, no, but that's I go a really in, good I point. Enjoy, I enjoy the long runs a lot, but I, the speed work and the tempo stuff, well, the tempo stuff I, I don't mind, but speed is difficult for me. Um, but knowing that I, I think that that's motivated me to, to actually enjoy some of that speed. Cause I, I can see the, the, the yeah, yeah. The, the, the reward at the end of this. If I, if I give more into it from that standpoint, I, there's fitness to be had there. Um, and then, uh, you know, just some, <laughs> maybe some cross training or some strength work, but also dialing in my hydration, um, would be beneficial because I didn't, I, I couldn't hydrate well. I'm, I'm not good at running and drinking. I don't think anyone really is, but, um, I don't carry a bottle. I don't, uh, in New York, we, you can't, you can't carry a hydration pack. You can carry your own water. Yeah. And that um, was, the, that was the kicker at the end. Cause uh, yeah. you have your, your Nathan vest. Um, and we saw people with their Nathan vests at the Atlantic city marathon. And then you, you can always sit with the what ifs, yeah. right? Like what if you'd had yours, but you know, there were certain things that, that happened leading up to this race that, um, you know, yeah. it was it was a lofty goal. And the fact that you came that 3.11.50, I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, I, I, really, I, I really enjoy the fact that, I mean, I was looking at my splits and, and they, they had a 19 mile uh, on the elapsed time. And I did the math. And I was averaging that 702 through through those 19 miles. That's crazy. It was that's a, that's it was really amazing. neat to see, um, and and put me in a, a good spot knowing that I felt great going through that point. Um, that I, if I could just hold on, that my goals were were achievable. It was just a few more miles at that, um, or seven to be yeah. exact, seven point yeah. two, uh, <laughs> to be exact. But um, it, it was right there. Uh, and it, even without the best of conditions, it, it was, it was right there. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I'm incredibly proud of myself and I'm incredibly proud of you because what you did that day was also incredibly phenomenal. And the best part about it from my standpoint, and I know you're going to get into it, but I'll, I'll, I'll also bury the lead for you is <laughs> the fact that you finished happy and you yeah. finished really strong was the biggest takeaway because a 13.1 mile training run was something that you, I mean, we've done in training and the last long run, you felt great. And some of the other long runs, you felt great, but you've never raced a a half marathon and felt great at the end of it. So I was so proud of you for the way you came out of this race. And I was so happy to hear that it went that well for you because I wasn't obviously able to run with you. Um, and this was one of the first long runs that you had that, that we weren't running together. So I'd love to hear from you how that, how the, your race went. Yeah, I, um, so it was supposed to be a training long run, right? So we did, uh, 19 miles two Sundays ago. And then we decided that because of my injury prone self, I mean, I've been battling it band issues all along the way for the past two years, literally have been training for a marathon for two years now. (laughs) Um, And ITB issues, and then back in May, a stress fracture of my left tibia um, really, really was frustrating. Um, But there was something that you said before I talk about the race and how it really kind of kept my head in the game. So... I had decided that I could not, um, I could not make it to a full marathon by October 17th back in June when I was just starting to feel better and just starting to, uh, I did a, a zero G, um, treadmill in PT and, uh, I realized there was, there was no way I thought maybe an extra three weeks. So I decided 
you know what? I'm going to represent um, one of my favorite organizations, uh, Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation at New York City, and go in with a charity bid, run my 26.2 for Izzy, while also raising funds for childhood cancer awareness, um, and I'm going to make it happen. And Marco said that his race would be, at the time New Jersey was still on, that his race would be the October 17th race. That was going to be the one that he was going to do for his goal and that New York City was all mine and that it helped me be more confident. It definitely helped me with the new sense of confidence. So Marco's been doing my long runs, but before that I was doing all my long runs down in the basement um, on the treadmill up to 11 miles was my longest run on a treadmill, which is insane and I don't recommend it. Uh, <laughs> it is boring. Um, so then the, the week after that one, I tried for 13.1 and my ITB started hurting. And this was uh, like a month ago, a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And the next long run was supposed to be 15 miles. And so I didn't run that whole week just kind of resting and trying to, to see what would happen. My spirits were definitely down. I was pissed off. I mean, I'm like, you said once, you said, I have never seen anyone try so hard to do something and their body just not cooperate. Yeah. Um, and so Marco said, all right, let's go. You and I, we're going to go to, uh, we're going to do the 15 miles. And what's the worst that happens? We turn around. And it was that. It was like, okay, what's the worst that happens? We don't finish. Okay. I mean... I already kind of had in my mind that it wasn't happening. So we did 15 miles and I did it. I run five minutes, walk three minutes. And then the following week we did 17 miles. And then the week after that we did the 19 miles. Well, even that 15 mile that we did originally, we were still trying to figure out your interval strategy. Remember we were doing eight and twos and, and 10 and two, 10 and threes. And then we eventually got down to, to, this this five minutes of running three minutes of walking and it seemed like that was kind of like your sweet spot because when we got to that point that was just enough time to go a significant distance you mm -hmm. felt nice you felt warmed up we you hit a nice rhythm within the run interval but you didn't overwork your muscles it, it didn't seem to to overstress some of some of the the key pain points that you had in the past and then that three-minute walk interval was a nice little reset button to just do it all over again. Hit a rhythm really quickly in the five minutes. And in total, we've been averaging what? It's been anywhere from 11 to 12-minute miles, and it's felt yeah. really comfortable. It's it's felt like it's something that you can achieve, and it was great to see that confidence build in you because now it's it, it seems like it's it's only progressed. And then obviously, we, we've done this. We've hit these intervals now when we progress these long runs. So to your point, we did what? That 17-miler... And then we did a 19 mile the yeah. week after that. And it was, I mean, it's hard, right? Because you've never gone those distances. Well, that's it. I, you know, Marco would worry <laughs> and ask me, what's the matter? What's going on? Like whenever I would like grunt or something, I'm like, I'm just tired. It's, you know, mm -hmm. at, at 11 to 12 minute miles for 19, we were out there for almost four hours, right? Two, yeah. 345, we were out there, mm -hmm. 350. Um, that's exhausting yeah. and it's the longest I've ever gone so this this half marathon down in Atlantic City was going to be a training marathon but also a training 13.1 but also like an opportunity to be at a live race and get a medal and just kind of be in that community that just feels so good and I guess it felt really good because <laughs> I started going and you know I'm getting off the boardwalk and it's it's going really slow because there's a bunch of people coming out of the the narrow corral the weather could have been more perfect it had stormed the night before um and uh minus the wind <laughs> well you know what I'll be honest maybe also because I wasn't going as fast you yeah. know it sounds silly, but the faster you go, obviously you feel the feel the wind a little more. Um, but I think the wind was probably more after you left the boardwalk yeah. on that other side, more uh, out toward Margate, Margate, Mar Margate, and Ventnor, yeah. Um, as opposed to where where uh, yeah, we where were more inland, place. Yeah. yeah, by the the other casinos that were in, in, inland. Uh, we caught it at times, like going up to the Borgata, you'd felt yeah. felt it coming in off the water. Sometimes you'd feel you'd feel that gust. But you're right, it was it was blocked by a lot of the buildings over there. 
once you got further down the boardwalk away from all the buildings and the casinos that's what it was too yeah then you could feel the, the wind kind of take you from the side and then when you were out all the way just going all the way down to margate um and uh and ventnor you you definitely felt the wind but yes apart from that it was a beautiful day it was yeah. sunny it wasn't too hot wasn't too cold it was perfect yeah yeah it um because i remember back in 2018 i was wearing thermals and izzy was wearing thermals and it was just cold and it was it was really comfortable um and i just i don't know what got into me it was watching people run and it's it's such a funny thing because, you know, I've got this podcast running on optimism um, and that's all I saw. And I'm getting emotional about it because I missed it so much. It mm. makes me believe in humanity again. Running is something that when, that I, when I see people going above and beyond doing something uncomfortable, because running is uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. It's not sitting on the couch watching a movie. Like, that's cozy, yeah. comfy. No, running is uncomfortable. And you still get your butt up early. And you get out there and you run. And so I'm sticking to my 5-3 intervals. And I'm running. And then I stop to walk. And during my walks, I'm chatting with people. Talking everybody up. There was a, there was a woman running the half um, with her baby in the stroller, which I thought was absolutely phenomenal. And so a few of us stopped and we started talking with her like, oh, it's baby's first, first half marathon. That's really cool. Like, um, it's really neat. I wonder if baby gets a medal too. He should. <laughs> sure. He totally sure. should. Um, I didn't see her afterwards. So I'm going and... So I'd run past people and then I'd walk and they'd catch up to me and then I'd start running and they'd catch up to me and pass me because they're running and then I'd start running and pass them and then so on and so forth until I realized that those people are no longer passing me while I'm walking. And I can look at my watch and I know sort of what pace I'm keeping because um, I started my Strava before I passed the, the starting pad. Um, so my Strava time was definitely more than my running time. But I had an idea of what I was doing. And then at some point, I don't know if it was the sunshine, I don't know if it was the endorphins, but at some point I said, well, why can't this be a race? You know, sometimes when you're doing a training run, you might have a little speed, right? Mm -hmm. And so I did. And I PR'd my previous half marathon and it wasn't so much that feeling I, I I told Marco before that that first half marathon back in 2019 I didn't feel good about it I finished in pain I was just not and I felt like I could give more of myself I just it really left me with with like kind of I didn't feel like a half marathoner if if that makes any kind of sense. I felt like there was more to give. And so I went into this one. Maybe it was the idea that this wasn't really my race, that New York City is the one that's like big, mm -hmm. that kind of took the pressure off. And just knowing what my plan was and smiling at people and the sunshine. But it was finishing that 13.1 miles. Um, actually, Marco's parents and Izzy weren't at the finish line because they were having breakfast. I called his dad like, hey, where are you guys? Because I'm all excited to see Izzy. I just finished a half marathon. And he's laughing and he's like, wow, you finished quickly. <laughs> <laughs> they weren't expecting it. I think they were expecting another 15 minutes after that. Yeah, so. yeah, because they were actually yeah. on their way back. Um, yeah. which if I had the, kept the pace that I thought I was keeping, then yeah. So I actually um, finished in two hours, 23 minutes and something seconds. And my previous, uh, like 30 something seconds. And my previous half was uh, two hours, 24 minutes and 40 something seconds. So I PR'd by over a minute while run walking. The last one, I ran the whole thing. Um, and I... There's so many takeaways that the feeling that I had at the end that, holy crap, I was so nervous to go out for a long run without Marco, without like, if I'm feeling down or if I'm hurt, someone who can help me kind of make 
make it through this thing. I was nervous about that night and somewhere in somewhere within those 13.1 miles I found my confidence. I talked to people, I smiled at people. If people were struggling, I'd say you're almost there, you're looking good, you're looking strong. Um, I made jokes so at that turnaround at the 11 miles so you're you you start meeting up with those people who had already done the turnaround and are at a, like mile 12 mile like 11 and a half 12 while you are still on mile like 10 and a half and so like I saw I would see people and say you're doing great you're looking good you're almost done not me I'm over here on this side but you you're almost <laughs> done and I made people laugh and like ready to go I just I, I'm I'm so proud of myself. I don't want to like brag or anything. I wasn't like super fast. It was a 10.53 average pace. It wasn't like crazy fast. I wasn't the fastest. I wasn't the slowest, but I was definitely like one of the happiest people out no, there. You, you spread joy, right? So that, but that's also what's what's great about that because I found myself even doing stuff like that because we similarly in the full marathon course on when you're going down to Margate, there it's you're sharing the road with runners going in the opposite direction. I was on my way down because the turnaround there is at mile 16 on the way down toward that. I was seeing some of the, the marathons front runners heading towards mile 19, which is the, the cut up yeah. when they go back in inland a little bit. And those guys were flying, but I was, you know, when I was going down feeling good, I was giving them the thumbs up. I was giving everyone the thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know, it made me feel good to be able to, to do the things that I always do, even when I'm just sitting around, uh, sitting around here, close to home, doing our long runs, when I see someone getting after it on the weekends, yeah. giving them the thumbs up or the wave and or, or, or the nod. Because we're all out here doing the same thing, and it's really great to see that in a race. Because everyone's got their goals. There's no way I'm I'm out there trying to beat them, but I was trying to beat me, and I I, I succeeded, and I'm hopeful that they succeeded on that day, achieved the goals that they tried to go out there and do. Because it's it's fun to to win. It's fun to do those things and to feel good about yourself, even if it's even if you don't hit this the the top goal that you were aiming for. It's still fun to be able to do these things. I missed it. I mean, I'll be honest. It was there's nothing like a, a nice live race when you got when you have that camaraderie, even when you're out there with these people that are just trying to do some hard things yeah. on on the same day. It's just it's fun to do it. The energy of the race was fantastic too. Um, I don't know if it was because it was more people, I, or the weather was just gorgeous. I don't know what it was, but I didn't feel that. I don't feel like the 2018 um, had that same feel. Or maybe it was also because you kind of felt crappy after that one. It was your first marathon. You weren't feeling great. Um, But the energy of this marathon, it was really wonderful as I'm going down the, the finish line. I, almost like it reminded me like of a like a narrow cattle shoot (laughs) so I call it the cattle shoot so as I'm going down the cattle shoot I'm like I now I can't remember what what I was telling people but I am like screaming like I see the finish line and I am running and I'm like yeah I'm there I'm finishing and it's almost like the people at the finish are expecting to cheer you on and get you like amped up to finish. And I was actually getting them amped up that I was finishing. Um, and that felt good too. It, it, it felt good to celebrate me mm-hmm. with other people. And then when I was done, I went and sat by the finish shoot with, with Izzy and your mom. Your dad had gone down to mile 25. Yeah, you walked 25. down. Yeah. Um, 25 and a half. He, he got he got me in a pretty clutch yeah, spot. Clutch yeah, clutch spot. I, I mean, it helped me pick it up for the last mile or so. It kept kept me on a decent pace, but it was it was tough. I was in struggle town. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And he ran with you for a little bit. He did. He did. Swore he could have kept could have yeah. kept pace. Yeah, but I dropped his ass after <laughs> half a mile. <laughs> like I didn't want to hurt my knees. You don't hurt your knees in a run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but, but um yes yeah so i sat with is and and 
here's the thing about races and being there. I love seeing people who don't run but are just as excited to see their loved ones finish. And that excitement also then channels to you. And just like I had said in New York City, I found people who I shared, oh, my husband's trying to complete this goal. And we all shared each other, like who we were there for and waiting. And so there was two two men there and he... And they asked, uh, oh, okay, so what's he wearing? Because um, there was no like actual tracking, yeah. no live tracking. Um, so I told them that you were wearing the blue singlet um, and the bright orange Nikes. And uh, there was one guy who looked like it could have been you, but it wasn't, um, with a blue singlet. And uh, so then a few minutes later, I was looking down at something. I think I was trying to get the tracking to, to work or something, or I was getting something for Iz. And the, uh, the guys turned to me and they're like, blue singlet, blue sli- singlet. And so I just kind of peeked my head over to see like down the boardwalk. And sure enough, it was you. I like nearly pushed Isabel out of her stroller. Like, get up, get up. <laughs> <laughs> As always, it's so great to see you guys there toward the finish line. It's such a, it's such a boost. I mustered every single ounce of energy I had left in, in these cement ridden legs and Try to get get them to the finish lines as fast as I could, um, and it, it was it was awesome. I, I was. It, she it was, was just, Izzy was so excited yeah, to see you. Like yeah. she was overwhelmed, like with like to finally see you, and she was getting worried. She's like, "Did Daddy BQ?" I'm like, "Mama, I it, that's it's a lofty goal." Yeah. I, but you know, if Daddy PRs, it would be huge. Yeah. And so we're watching actually the the uh, gun clock. Mm-hmm. And I assumed you weren't, you didn't go out on gun time because we got yeah. there a little later. Um, so I assumed maybe like a minute or two. And it's true because yeah. you said that you crossed at 3.13 something. Yep. And then when we looked at your actual time, it was 3.11.53. Um, but Iz was just, she was excited for you. She was excited for me. Um, mostly you. It was it was your race. And then I I made something of it for myself. But really my mind went into that race for you and you reaching this huge goal and maybe maybe selfishly a little bit for me because then that means we get to go to boston but (laughs) but that's not the point (laughs) well maybe not in 2022 but i um you know i i I really appreciated your your guys support and your you being there for me and cheering me on It, it meant a lot and and i mean it reminds me every time of why i do what i do it's I mean, it's just to set this example, and 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 Izzy inspires me to do it every day. Get up and get out there and get these miles in and and get these workouts in and and try to achieve more for myself because, I mean, like I said, I I think that that's where where this the it it's what she's taught me is that sometimes. The sweetest things in this life aren't that easy to achieve, but you're going to enjoy them that much more because you've tried so much harder to get there, right? So I, I feel like without that effort, this wouldn't feel so sweet, right? Like I, I wouldn't be this proud of myself if I, if I hadn't, hadn't put in the effort that I had to get there, right? Yeah. Um, well, here's one one thing, you know... And why we always say that that Izzy is our inspiration. So um, if you listen to us before, you know that um, that Iz went uh, has a spinal cord tumor. Um, she went through chemo when she was twelve. Uh, she started when she was actually like thirteen months old, and she finished chemo when she was um, just about eighteen months old. Uh, Fourteen months of chemo uh and uh she's had a lot going on a lot of deficits a lot of um things that we've had to do to get her healthy and most recently uh she has a lot of tightness in her calves and she has been uh, serial casted so she's for the past four weeks she's had casts on both her feet up to her knees um to help keep her feet at a dorsiflex um to stretch out her calves. 
So tomorrow morning, uh, we're recording this on Wednesday night, um, tomorrow morning, Thursday, which is when you will be listening to this episode. Well, actually, after we get back from Izzy's PT appointment um, is uh, when I'll put it out. But anyway, um, she gets her last set of casts for the next week. So she's gotten new casts every week on Thursday mornings. Um, And this is her last set. And right now she's in bed reading, uh, which she loves doing before bed, before going to sleep. And I gave her a kiss and I said, happy reading. I'll come in to tuck you in. But just remember, look, mama, one more challenge and you're almost done. And she smiled at me and she gave me that like, you're right smile. So how can I not (laughs) keep going? How How can we not challenge ourselves? To continue when we see the effort that this little one puts out on a daily basis. On every, there's so much that she does and we'll never know her struggle. And it's something that I always say. I, I watch her live every day with struggle, with challenges that I'll never know. And I, I will never be able to comprehend. Um, so it is so easy for healthy individuals to take their bodies and take their circumstances for granted. that I never want to be that way. I never want, obviously, living the life that we live and and being exposed to it in the way that we are, I think it prohibits us from ever being, or ever being able to take it for granted. But it's something that I I want to really be in the moment with when it comes to facing some certain struggles because it's, I, I see her struggle and I see her challenges and to watch her not only live through them, but just thrive and and take the perspective and and keep her spirits in such a positive atmosphere and constantly be smiling throughout some of these things that she faces on a daily basis is a huge inspiration to watch and help me face any struggles that, that might come about from from any of these runs or some of the discomfort that comes from speed work or something like that. Yeah. It's, it, it's an immediate change of perspective. If I, if I relay it back to what she has to go through daily. And you know, I keep getting injured, <laughs> but they're just injuries. I'm not unhealthy. Yeah. I'm not ill. I'm just injured. And so I can rehab and start again. And in no way am I going to let a stress fracture or little niggles or whatever it is. After, actually, I said this, after I recovered from the stress fracture and I started running again, I turned to you, I turned to Marco, and I was like, either I'm going to fully break it or I'm going to get better. But we're going to figure this out and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this happen. And I keep visualizing the the marathon and what finishing it will be like that's been on my mind when uh, for the New York City Marathon and um we're gonna go to Rosa Mexicanos afterward (laughs) we have our reservations ready and I just picture us you me Izzy and my parents there at the restaurant and I have my medal around my neck and you've got your medal around your neck and Izzy will look and will see that both her, of her parents are marathoners. Yep. Both, you know. There's a lot of things that we can accomplish as parents, right? There's career goals. There's so many goals that we can all just kind of set our, set our eyes on things that are difficult. But this being a physical challenge and me being the person who did everything imaginable to get out of running whenever there's like a running challenge <laughs> in school mm-hmm. um, and being broken at times and getting myself back together, I feel like for me as the mom of a child with special health care needs, um, this is the best way for me to be able to kind of give her back some of that inspiration she gives me yeah i mean she is she's obviously the force behind a lot of what we do here and it's it's her that carries us or carries me through some of my most difficult miles and i know she's definitely that for you 
as well. So it's going to be amazing to be able to share that. I, I too visualize it. I don't, and I know that visualizing has helped me in actually making that, which I'm visualizing come to turn into a reality, right? So I, I like to continue to visualize it, but I don't want to count those chickens before they're hatched because it's, it's work. The marathon is work. Yeah. And I'm not trying to discourage. I'm just trying to, to, to put it in perspective because finishing is an amazing accomplishment. And I have no doubt that we're going to make it to that finish line. But there's work to be done that oh, day. Yeah. And it's going, to be, it's going to be difficult. It's not going to be an easy day, but it's going to be an amazing day. And it's going to be so rewarding. And But the purpose of visualization is not to live in fantasy. The purpose of visualization is to see what's waiting for you at the end when yeah. you get off of that struggle bus. Because yeah. we're going to be riding the struggle bus for five plus hours. <laughs> beep, beep. Move on over. Yep. All aboard. Yep. Let's get on that struggle bus. But it's what when we finally make that final stop and get off of that struggle bus, that's what the visualization is for. I actually, um, I finally started reading Bravey today mm -hmm. and Alexi Pappas talks about how being creative. Oh darn. I wish I had the book up here, but she, it's, she talks about how she's visualized her biggest dreams mm -hmm. to life. Uh, the Olympics being one of them. And it really resonated with me because I have been working yeah. on um, that kind of visualization, yeah. believing in myself that yeah. this is where I'm going to be I, with we, the work put in. I think we all do it. I mean, I visualized it uh, for this past race that I had ran that, you know, I, I my visualization was that I'd come through uh, and I visualized every single one of those possible scenarios. And, yeah. and I was still incredibly happy that it was the fourth scenario that came true, right? Not, not the first which, I mean, I'm not happy that the first didn't come true. I, don't get me wrong. I, I would have been ecstatic if I was able to keep that pace up for the full 26.2 miles and, and had a shot at doing that. Um, but that wasn't in the cards that day. But what was, was the realization that I, I have more to give if I can just tweak it a little bit. Yeah. And that I was right there. I, I, I was right there. So, if nothing else, it's it, it was an amazing race. I... Now I'm looking forward to a spring race in which I can potentially go for that goal again, um, because that's still gonna. I think it's still gonna be my my number one priority is to try to qualify for Boston in the near future, and and then I can incorporate some some longer distances after that. But I, I wanna I wanna qualify for Boston. I'd like to run it in 2022, not 2022. Sorry, run it in 2023 if I can. The um. So the, the amazing thing too is, so we're going to do this New York City Marathon. And I remember when you did your first marathon, I'm like, oh, hell no. I would not be out there for 26.2 miles. That's crazy. Apparently I'm crazy. <laughs> um, so here I'm doing this and I'm like, you know what? It's just a bucket list item. And granted, I haven't crossed that finish line yet. I haven't made it happen yet. But if things go... Things... If I finish, things will have gone well. Mm -hmm. Let's just put it that way. Finishing means that things went well, even if they sucked along yep. the way. You know what I mean? Um, so if I finish this thing, I, I don't know. I just, there's something about this training. And that's, so I think the training is really what puts people on or off to marathons. Yep. There's something about this training and doing it week after week, these long runs and having this type of goal that really feel makes me feel so strong and proud of myself. And granted, I've leaned on you quite a bit, but you didn't make my legs move. No, you're the one doing the runs. I'm just I just happen to be there along the way to yeah. to help carry your water. Well, that, yeah, so that's been really nice. So the funny thing is, actually, that's a really good point. So I I bought myself a, a handheld Nathan water bottle, and um, oh my god, me and my injuries. So. One of the first times I ran with the Nathan water bottle, I couldn't move my right shoulder for a week because I think I tweaked it because I was holding the stupid water bottle. So, <laughs> so now I've been reduced to carrying the water bottle. Yeah, so then, but for the half marathon, now mind you, oh, that's why my shoulder hurts. <laughs> Remember? 
<laughs> Remember earlier today? I'm like, geez, my shoulder's been hurting. I didn't even think of it. Well, it was stupid. Water bottle. I'm sorry I wasn't there to carry it. <laughs> what, were you busy? You're doing something? <laughs> yeah, so for the half marathon, I'm like, crap. So that does that mean I have to carry my own water? And I did it. I did it just fine. I, I, um, I used the, uh, the You Can Hydrate because I realized that I have very salty sweat. Um, which means that I'm losing salt a little faster than maybe other folks who don't like crystallize instantly after they sweat. Um, and then the, uh, those Ucan bars have been delicious and the, uh, the, uh, the Ucan edge gels are nice too. Um, really nice on my stomach. Not that, not that you can, you can sponsors me, but you can, if you want to. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. I'd definitely bring some of those benefits. Um, yeah, no, honestly, UCAN does not sponsor me. I have no sponsors, but um, really, really fantastic. have been easy on my tummy because um, mm-hmm. I have to take in quite a bit of, of nutrition because it does take me a little bit longer. Um, so, yeah, really, really easy on my tummy. I haven't Ugh, I'm going to knock on wood again. haven't had to tweak anything uh, since discovering this nutrition plan we have. Um, I was doing Swedish fish. They kept getting caught in my teeth, and then they were starting to make me feel kind of gross. I tried gummy bears for a little bit, and that was also not great. I was trying to go with, like, candy, but I, but I realized that I need something a little more substantial, especially because I do do those walking breaks. Mm-hmm. Um, I can take in uh, a little more. But I digress. So yeah, New York City. Yep. I already got a. We already ordered our New York City Marathon gooders. <laughs> That's right. They look amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're really, really nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to wearing those. We'll bust those after the marathon. And uh, you know, I have been debating in my head about getting myself like a special like finisher jacket or sweatshirt at the expo, um, but I'm afraid of that. That's a jinx. As I wouldn't wear it before, right? Like, yeah. I'd wear it, like, if and when I finish. But I want to have it. So what do, you, what do you do? Do you buy it? And then, like, if you don't finish, you just give it away? No, I guess it's just more motivation for me. You have to carry that's, you across the finish line. <laughs> well, that, that's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Like, I bought yep. this thing. Now I really have to finish. Because yep. I really, like, I'm just... Or else you can't wear it. Yeah. You're living a lie. I <laughs> know. But I, you know, this past, this race this past weekend really kind of woke me up to, to what we've been missing for so long. I, I love this running community, um, and what running does to and for people. So we've got, uh, we just did the Atlantic City Marathon Series. Um, we've got New York City on November 7th, and then we actually have a turkey trot, um, in my brother's hometown with my brother and my nephew it's uh up in connecticut and we did this one back in 2019 that's right it's a really really nice course so a nice 5k turkey trot a few weeks after the marathon will be a nice change of pace um that was our last live race that was our last live race i was trying to think before and that was it thanksgiving of 2019 wow oh I won my age group that day. You did. You did. You, he's got a nice turkey trophy <laughs> that's sitting downstairs. <laughs> and don't forget the turkey hat. And a turkey hat that Izzy wears to school whenever it's crazy hat The swag day. is phenomenal at this race. It's oh, crazy. yeah. It was amazing. Yeah, we got, a, we got beanies and gloves and a, a, tech, a long sleeve tech shirt. And you won. You won a... Didn't a you mug. win a mug too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a really nice race. And it'll be nice to get to a 5K too because it's been a while. And it's... Wonderful that live races are back. I really have missed it quite a bit. Um, but New York City first. I do think that these races in our individual ways kind of emulate running on optimism, right? Because yeah. now you're, you've, you had amazing takeaways. I know you got, you got to your D goal. I don't know if you would have felt as excited if it were like, a six-minute PR versus a nearly half-hour PR. I I will tell you the main reason why I feel excited was, and and I might have actually to be honest with you, I I don't think I would have felt any worse about this PR if it was 
five minutes or thirty or this twenty-five minutes. Um, what what I really enjoyed about this race, and I, and I told you, is once I even through twenty miles, I was right there. So it, yeah. it's I my main takeaway from this is that I wasn't too far away from having the race that I I dreamed or envisioned that I could. Right. Yeah. So I know with just a, a little bit of tweaking and a few different things that I could have that race with better, uh, with better training, right? Just longer, more focused training on some of the, some of the tougher workouts. I could get to that eagle of a sub three hour marathon, which is ultimately my, my biggest speed goal that I've ever had that I think I'll ever have is if I can run a, a three, a, a sub three hour marathon, I, I will be happy. I, I don't have any grand illusions of having an Olympic trial qualifying wow. marathon. I'm, I am very much a dedicated amateur runner with regards to that. I want to run a a what I believe to be a fast marathon for myself, which would be a sub three hour marathon. I'd love that one day, and then maybe focus on some other racing endeavors and so much to do in this sport. Yeah, and and that's what's so wonderful. And endurance in sports in general. Yeah, you know, so it's the idea of just racing again is obviously making me optimistic about what what the potential could be after this race i'm i'm already contemplating my next marathon i know yeah he was already searching today (laughs) for for marathons i am excited for new york city i think that that's going to be a phenomenal day for us but i i'm excited for how awesome it's going to be for you because i i know how hard you've worked to get to this and i i can't wait for you to experience it um and and for Izzy to be there and to to watch you cross that finish line or, and and to celebrate with you at the end is going to be phenomenal. So I'm really looking forward to that race. Maybe we could do a race recap after that one because I yes. think it would definitely Oh my gosh, I'm, I, I would have to, right? Yeah. Holy cow. It, this has been two years in the making. Yeah. And I'll be honest, um, it's going to sound really corny. Um, and I say this sincerely from the bottom of my heart is that when I'm out there on those long runs sometimes and we're quiet and we're just kind of in our own heads, we're together, but you know, mm-hmm. there are times where you're just quiet. Um, I can say that every single person I've spoken to on this show in one way or another has popped into my head and has gotten me just that little bit further like, oh, so-and-so struggled with this. You know, that's, that's incredible. I can do this. And this has been so great for me. And I think that I've been kind of on an emotional roller coaster like so many people, especially now in, in, with COVID and things, just kind of being kind of crazy. This, this race really put me back um, into a more optimistic mindset. Um, you know, that mindset that like, no, things are going to suck. Um, but if you just push through again, you're going to be on that struggle bus, just push through and the struggle bus will stop and you can hop off Mm -hmm. even if for just a little bit. And that's just the way life kind of comes and goes. So this has been fun. It was such a, it yeah. really was, I think I could keep going on about that race and saying the same stuff over and over again. I know. I know. Because it was just so, like, I was wearing um, my, my yellow, I don't know if that helped too, because I was yeah. wearing my yellow gooders. And the thing that I think about, me and that day, at least with my mindset, was sunshiny. Yeah. Like, it was just a sunshiny day. And I just... I wonder if people thought I was was annoying just because I was just so happy. I did not stop smiling the entire time. I'm looking out over bridges and I'm smiling and people are probably like, what the fuck is wrong with her? <laughs> Doesn't she realize we're running a race? <laughs> she know this is hard. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is the stuff it. I love. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, exactly. I'm so thankful that we get to do this um, running thing. Thankful for my able body that gets me through the miles, however difficult they might be. That's so true. So thanks for chatting with me and kind of talking about this race for the millionth time. (laughs) Well, thanks for having me on. I I enjoy talking about this race for like the millionth time. It's 
it was it was an amazing race i now call myself a 311 marathoner which yeah. is pretty awesome pretty kick-ass yeah um and it, it again it, it's building towards something it's progress it's and it's really awesome to 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 have done it um and i i'm like i said i i was super proud of you that day i was super proud of myself i was it was just it was a great day in general it was a lot of fun and i'm looking forward to to being able to to replicate it in a few more weeks um though i i must say it's probably going to be an even higher high it's going to be awesome when we get through that finish line yeah because it's going to take a whole lot longer So, um, as I had mentioned, Marco and I are running New York City on a charity bib for Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation. Um, we do have a fundraising goal that, and I will put the link to our fundraising page in the show notes. Um, I have also reopened our bonfire shop for running on Optimism Apparel, and it's really cute stuff, um, and all proceeds go toward, uh, our fundraiser for Alex's Lemonade Stand Foundation, specifically to their cord fund that helps uh, fund research for spinal cord tumors like Izzy's. So again, all that information in the show notes. And if you like what you hear, let me know. Want to hear something else? Also let me know. Want to be on the show? Please let me know. I would love to chat with you. And... um, Until next time.